Good morning, everyone. My name is Deb, and I am so honored to be here with you guys today on this week's Mothering with Deb video. Dearest daughters, you guys, my sweet ones, I have something very important to tell you guys today. We need to talk about this topic. We need to pray about this topic because in our homes, there should not be strife and fussing and fighting and arguing. And guys, it is not God's will for your home. It is not God's will for your family. It is not God's will for your life. And there are special blessings that come when you seek peace and pursue it, when you live a humble life, when you are not an argumentative person. And so we're going to talk about that today, you guys. And uh, we're going to give some little ideas and we're going to pray at the end. So as you guys are coming on, I would love it if you would share a prayer request and uh, anything else that you might need to to talk about or to uh, if you have anything on your heart that you just need encouragement for or wisdom, just put it in the comments. And if you are joining us with our podcast, welcome, welcome. Uh, we do these videos live every Monday on Facebook at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. And if you have any prayer requests, if you are watching the recorded video, if you are listening on the podcast, please email us at admin at helpclubformoms.com because we have a whole prayer team here and we are honored to pray for you. Okay, so good morning, Nikki. Hi, it's good to see you. And uh, so I'm gonna, uh, I have a couple of announcements before we get going. And But first I'm gonna pray. Jesus, thank you so much for Facebook. <laughs> thank you for all of these sweet mamas that you are bringing today. And God, I just pray that today's message would be exactly what you want me to say. I pray that I would say, uh, speak the very words of Christ. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bring the moms to the podcast, to the recorded video or to the live video that need to hear this message. And I pray that it would be life changing. I pray that your spirit and your power would go out through this video or the podcast and that you would change lives, change hearts, change homes. And God, I pray that uh, for my friend here, if she's struggling in any way, God, that she would ask for prayer. Lord, I, I just know the power of prayer in my own life, and we would be honored to pray for her here. And so, Lord, we invite you into this time. Come, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. All right. So I have a couple of announcements before we get started, but don't forget, leave your prayer requests, whatever it is that you need prayer for, leave your prayer requests here in the comments. Good morning, Caroline. I'm glad to see you. Any prayer requests you have, we're going to pray today. I'm telling you guys, when you pray, you are moving heaven and you will achieve unusual results. We cannot ever give up on prayer. We can never give up on God. There is no marriage, no relationship with a child, no health problem, nothing that is beyond the reach of God. And I'm telling you guys, God set up prayer for a reason. It's his divine way of saying, this is how we're going to communicate. It's through prayer. This is how you talk to me. You talk to him like he's your best friend. So guys, let's pray for each other today. Let's don't mess around. Let's pray for each other. So leave your prayer request here. Okay. So guys, guess what? We only have 15 tickets left for our, uh, our, we call them an experiencing Jesus and encounter retreat 
uh, on June the 11th in Colorado, in Monument, Colorado. You guys, it's worth it to fly there wherever you're coming from. Whatever you do, you fly, you drive, you come locally, whatever it is. We only have 15 tickets left. And so, guys, you're going to have to get your tickets soon if you want to come. And I know that Nikki is going to put the link right there to our retreat. It's all about overcoming with Christ. But, guys, what we pray for at these retreats, is that you're going to encounter Jesus. You're going to encounter the Holy Spirit. You're going to encounter God. Okay. And that is what we want from these retreats, from these gatherings. Most importantly, we want you to encounter Jesus because guys, I don't know about you, but we all need change in our life. I need change in my life. You need change in your life. So come to our retreat our gathering and where we are really praying that you will experience Jesus, that you will encounter him and that things will change in your life, that things will drop off of you, break off of you. And uh, we will pray for you. We have a great ministry team that comes to our retreats. And so don't miss it. Okay. June 11th. And then if we sell out, we're going to have a virtual option. But because I know there's a lot of women that follow us from around the world. And so if you need to do the virtual, you do the virtual. It'd be $14.99. And our retreat right now is only $69 or $65, one of the two. But it goes up. Uh, the early bird price ends, I think, in three weeks. Okay. So please, please, please make sure you buy your ticket today. All right. It's worth coming to Colorado for this experience. All right. So guys, we have been going through the Wise Woman Grows book. This is our spring book uh, this semester. It's fantastic. And we are journeying through the book of John together. It's so beautiful. I absolutely love the book of John. You know, there's something about special about John, right? He knew he felt the love of Christ and, and uh, he knew that Jesus loved him. And we can learn so much from John's example to us to, um, to know the love of Christ. Guys, do you know that the Bible says that the love of Christ is so great, you have to pray to even understand it? Yeah, that's in the book of Ephesians. And it says, Paul says, I pray that you may be under, able to understand how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. And then he goes on to say, so that you would be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. And I'm telling you guys, do you want to be filled to the measure of the fullness of God? Well, you want to know the love of Jesus Christ. Okay. And so as you're reading through the book of John with us, we are on, I think it's on week four of Lent right now. And uh, so we're on week four of our Lent study. We start off this week by a mom with a mom to mom letter from Raylan Sanders. It's phenomenal. We have an amazing um, activity for your children. And don't forget if you buy one of our books, if you buy this book, you get to get all of our printables. Uh, they are all at myhelpclipformoms.com. Easy peasy way to print them out. Okay, look, this is Resurrection X, homemade Resurrection X. You guys, that's what's going on this week. So start thinking about getting those ready and talking to your children about the Easter story, about resurrection, about Jesus. And so you can make these yourself. They're fantastic. But if you bought a book, you can go to myhelpclipformoms.com. It's on the honor system and you can download all the printables there and they're fantastic. Okay, they are so good. All right. So as we're going through Lent, we are learning more about the love of Jesus Christ. And guys, do you know what the word says? The love of Christ compels us. And there are certain things I know in each of our lives that are hard right now, but the love of Christ compels us to move forward, loving the people around us, trusting God, praying, never giving up, you guys. 
And so we're going to talk about that today. But strife is a big deal, you guys. Strife is bickering and fussing and fighting and and having an argumentative spirit. And the word of God says that it's so, I mean, this is a pretty amazing verse. It says, (laughs) it's better to live on the corner of a roof than a house with a quarrelsome wife. You guys, God doesn't want us to be quarrelsome. God doesn't want us to be fault finders. God wants us to see possibilities and not problems, right? We all have problems. You're going to have problems until the day you die. But what God wants you to see is possibilities in your marriage, possibilities in your relationships, possibilities in your finance, possibilities in your health, because all things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible with God. All things are possible. No marriage is too far gone. No relationship with a child is too far gone. Nothing. No, you are not too far gone, right? All things are possible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. If you missed that video that we did last week, it was all about the fact that nothing is impossible with God. Go back and watch it. It was from last Monday and it's right here on our Facebook page. But guys, I'm telling you that you have to look at the possibilities instead of your problems. If you're looking at your problems and all you're seeing, okay, this is going to be really strong, but I can tell you right now that you are listening more to the devil than you are to God. Let me repeat that. If you look at your problems that are in your life more than your possibilities with God, you are listening to the enemy and you're not listening to God. Because God says, with God, all things are possible. Everything is possible to him who believes. And guys, you have a God that works on your behalf, but you have to obey him. So stop looking at your problems. Stop looking at the things that are going wrong in your life and start asking God to show you how to see things from his perspective, to show you how to see your marriage from his perspective, to show you how to see your children from his perspective. If you have a child that's acting up, the number one prayer on your lips after you pray, Jesus, help me, is Jesus, show me my child's heart. Guys, you could miss it. You could totally, and there has been so many instances with my children that I missed it, but then God spoke to me and I asked him right away to show me their hearts. And I was like, oh wait, I know. Okay. I know what's going on in my children's hearts now. And then I obeyed him. I did what he told me to do. And, um, and it really helped. So I'm just telling, let me give you an example. And by the way, before I forget, you guys share the video with your friends. You never know. You may have a friend that might need encouragement today. I forgot to ask you. So share the video with your friends. Okay. My daughter was very strong-willed. She still is. She's very strong-willed woman of God. Amazing woman, amazing wife, amazing mom. She's a business owner. She's fantastic, right? But sometimes those kids that are world changers They're kind of difficult when they're little, right? I'm sure you guys can understand that, right? If you have a really strong-willed child. Well, I remember how tired I was every night whenever I was a young mom and my kids were little. And I remember my daughter would come into my room over and over and over after I'd already put her to bed asking me for things. And I, I did get mad at her a few times. I actually spanked her a few times too. And then God got a hold of my heart. And I started saying, Jesus, show me my daughter's heart. Show me what is really going on here, right? And you know, okay, so he didn't show me this part per se until she was older, like 20, okay? 
but he gave me wisdom. So every night before my daughter went to bed, we had air conditioning in our house and it would pull the door shut. And I knew that she liked to sleep with her door cracked. So I would put a shoe in the door of of her room so that it would keep it cracked and open so she could see out in the hallway. So she never felt like she couldn't, you know, like it was scared or anything. But sometimes the air conditioner, or if I didn't do it properly, would make the shoe come out of the door. Now, get this. I know this is crazy, you guys. Okay. But I found this out from my daughter when she was a grown up, when she was 20. And she told me this. She goes, Mom, the reason I would come into your bed at night, to your room at night, is because <laughs> this is so crazy. Service meant a lot to my daughter when she was younger. And it meant a lot to her whenever I put that shoe in the door. Okay. And <laughs> And when the shoe would come out of the door sometime, if I didn't do it properly or it would shut the door, she would come into my room because because she felt like she wanted to have it put back there so that she would, it was so interesting. So how did she word it? She says, so that she would not be uh, unappreciative for me doing that or something crazy like that. It's like, what, where did you even get that? You, I mean, who knows the heart of a man or a child, but God, right? We don't know what's happening in our children's hearts. And so whenever I would come back in the room and I would put the shoe back in the door, all was well. And, but but for some reason, she felt like, like, um, or or maybe, I can't remember exactly what she said. It was something crazy like what I just said. But like like she felt like she wasn't appreciating it enough if, the, if it went out of the door or something like that. Or maybe it was just because she wanted it back in there and the air conditioner had done it, but she didn't know how to explain it when she was a little girl, but she did remember it. So that is crazy, but right? But had I not sought God and asked him for help, I would have been spanking her at night when she was just really trying to come in and get me to fix the shoe in the door, but she didn't know how to express herself, right? So that's just as a, one small example of the thousands of ways God has led me with my children. When I asked him to show me my children's hearts or my husband's heart, and I didn't look at things on the surface, I looked at things from, from a deeper level, okay? And so if you have a child that's getting into trouble, ask the Lord to show you what's going on and don't fight with that child. Guys, do whatever you can to not fight with your children. When you discipline them, make it quick. Make it swift and just don't get angry. Just do what you need to do. Put them in timeout or whatever you do and then let it be over with. Hold them. You know, sometimes those kids that are getting into trouble, they need you to hold them. If if they're uh, acting out, they need you to hold them. I know, guys, it, it doesn't make any sense. You're like, what? Why would I want to hold that child if they're getting into trouble? Sometimes your child needs more love. And sometimes you don't have it to give. And that's where you need to ask God to show you how to love your child and the power of the Holy Spirit. So you need to be able to see the difference between needing discipline, needing more love. If your child is hungry, if your child is uh, feeling rejected, you need to ask God to show you their hearts. Okay. You need to know what's really going on. Now your husband, right? Maybe you want to fight with your husband. Maybe your husband's grouchy. You know, maybe he doesn't help you around the house. Maybe he's lazy. Maybe he's, uh, I don't know where, what would we do? Maybe he's on the video games too much. Maybe he's just doesn't help with the kids, whatever it is. Do not expect your husband to mess up all the time. Okay. That's a, that's a big strife avoider right there is if you, you look and assume the best of your husband and your children. Okay, guys. Um, assuming the best of your husband and children is a big deal. And so ask the Lord to show you your husband's heart. Why is he so grouchy? Why has he been grouchy with the kids? 
Ask God to show you, you know, be the helper. What does your husband need from you? Guys, there's been so many times that, um, sorry, my nose is running. There's been so many times that my husband has been grouchy and I have asked the Lord to show me his heart and to show me what he needs from me. And a lot of times, you know what my husband needs? He just needs me to talk to him and to say, are you okay? You know, if, if my husband, so there were times that we fought things out, right? We needed to, and he'd get really grouchy with the kids. And I do think there's a time and a place for, and, and it shouldn't be strife. It's not like, like you're just going after them in a fight, but it is having a conversation if they're being harsh with the children, right? That's not okay. You need to talk with your husband about that. Pray and ask the Lord to show you how to talk with your husband about things and to talk to him in a way that would uh, that would be winsome and that would would help him to want to listen to you. Guys, there's a nagging way. You're not going to win that nagging game, I'm telling you right now. But there's a way that God can show you how to communicate with your husband that he will listen to you. And my husband, he would just get grouchy and sometimes he would like blow up a little bit, right? He was never abusive or anything like that. Like he's an amazing man. I can't believe I get to be married to him. I'm so grateful. We celebrate 31 uh, years this Wednesday and he's on the, uh, yeah. So anyway, (laughs) but uh, anyway, so there is a time and a place for talking to your husband about things, but doing it respectfully and praying, okay? Praying and not being antagonistic and not fighting, okay? Do not be antagonistic. Do not fight. All right. Listen to what the word of God says. It's so important. We have to obey the word. Guys, I'm telling you. Okay. I'm just going to take your sweet little face in my, in my hands right now. Okay. Pretend that, um, you know, you're my daughter, right? I, I feel like I'm your second mom. And, um, I just want you to know, I'm putting my, my face in your hands putting your face in my hands right now. Okay. This is what I do with my daughter or something. Okay. When God shows you something in the word, obey him. When he tells you something to do in your home with your husband and your children, obey him. Don't be disobedient. I'm telling you from experience, I've done it and it never works out well. But when you obey God, you will, um, you will reap, blessings, you will reap more blessings than you've ever known in your life. So when you read something in your help club Bible study, in your Bible, and it's sticking out to you, you need to say, okay, God, are you speaking that to me? Help me to obey, write it down, write down what God tells you and do what the word says. Do not be a hearer of the word only do what it says. Okay. So listen to the scripture. It's Ephesians 4. Yes. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. Oh, and I can't wait for you to come to the retreat too. It's going to be amazing. And guys, don't forget your prayer requests. Okay. Okay. Ephesians. We're going to start with Ephesians. Oh, I'm sorry. It's second Timothy two verse 23 to 24. Okay. Listen to this. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know that they produce quarrels and the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Okay, we're supposed to be kind. We're supposed to be able to teach and not resentful. Guys, unforgiveness is a big deal. If you have unforgiveness with your husband, it's not okay. Ask the Lord to help you to release it to him. 
and to give him that unforgiveness and for him to replace those feelings of unforgiveness with love. Because the bad thing about unforgiveness is all you're thinking about is the way someone hurts you instead of thinking about moving forward with God who can make all things possible, right? And so when you think about uh, unforgiveness, you know what else unforgiveness does? A lot of times it makes it to where you don't pray prayers that are honoring to God for your husband. You know, if you're mad at him all the time and that's all you can think about, you're not going to pray for God to bless him and draw his heart to him. You're not going to pray for God to give him energy for his day. All you're doing is praying, God, make my husband see what he's done or God, whatever, um, stop him from acting this way or whatever. You're not, you're not going to pray the kind of prayers God wants you to pray if you're struggling with unforgiveness. So your prayers move heaven and achieve unusual results. And the enemy wants you mad at your husband or whoever it is else in your life. He wants you mad at those people so that you won't pray for them. So pray prayers that honor God, that honor the word, that are faith-filled prayers. Lay aside your unforgiveness so that you can pray blessing over your husband. So you can pray favor over your husband. So you can pray joy over your husband and not always praying, God, help, you know, help us in our marriage. Help us to get along. I mean, yes, we need those prayers too. We help us get along. Help my husband to stop acting this way. Of course we need those prayers. But guys, you definitely need um, to ask God to bless your husband, to let him feel the love of God. You need to pray prayers of blessing over your husband too and not always just selfish. And I don't, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to be like, Ugh. I mean, I don't like saying these things, but sometimes we can pray selfish prayers. Like all we're thinking about is ourselves to where uh, we're just praying about um, like what's bothering us instead of praying for the other person. So let go of that unforgiveness. Okay. And guys, another thing is if you have teenagers in your house, do you know the number one scripture that God told me when my teenagers were in my home? Listen to this, you guys. <laughs> it's so good. It says it's Ephesians. Um, it is Ephesians. Where did it go? I had it. Oh, here it is. Ephesians 4 verse 2. Okay. Listen to this. No, Ephesians 4 32. Here it is. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And then also, this was another biggie for me. It was Ephesians 4 verse 2. This is the biggie when my kids were teenagers. And it says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. And then verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Oh, my goodness, you guys, through the bond of peace. And uh, that was my number one scripture when I had teenagers is that one to be completely humble and gentle. And guys, sometimes as moms, we can make it always my way or the highway. And that's not a way to lead. We don't lead people that way. We lead people with by example, by loving, by laying down our life. And by being selfless, that is the type of leadership that your children will respond to. Okay, guys. And so avoiding strife with your teenager, call out like Romans 4, 17, call out those things that are not as though they yet were. Call out the good things that your children are doing, that your teenagers are doing. Yes, they're probably making mistakes and driving you crazy, but what good things are they doing, right, guys? What are the good things that you can talk to them about? And you know what? Whenever you are talking to someone about an issue, like say your teenager or your husband, if you're talking to them about a hit, an issue, 
you want to use a, a praise sandwich. Okay. This is it. And it's really true. Okay. It's really true. You want to sandwich criticism between two layers of praise. Okay. Sandwich that criticism. And you say, you know what? You are an amazing woman of God. I love your faith. I love how you serve others. You're so patient. I'm so proud to be your mama. I'm so proud. You know what, though? I just need to chat with you about this one little thing. You know what? Whenever you talk back to mom, it's really hard because I know I see this potential in you, this potential to be this an amazing, amazing leader. But you know what the word of God says? The Lord's servant must not quarrel. And God doesn't want you to argue. Let's talk about things. Let's dialogue about things and how we can talk to each other in a way that would be kind. And like I said before, I, I know that we can do this. You are so smart. You have got so many gifts and so many talents. And I know that you don't want to be disrespectful to mom. And I know that God is going to help you. And I really believe in you. I mean, that's just a small example of a praise sandwich, right? It's called a praise sandwich. So sandwich criticism between two layers of praise, because you know what? Everybody hears bad stuff that they're doing all the time. And as the mom and as the wife, it is our job to really be raising our family members up to the level that they can be, right guys? They can rise up. People will rise up to the level that you expect of them. Guys, don't ever, ever, ever forget that. That we are to be our husband and our children's number one cheerleader and God can help us to do this, okay? And then there's just a couple more things I wanted to cover. So be sure, let's see. Uh, okay, so you want there to be joy in your home and you want there to be a blessing. Do you guys know what uh, I do whenever there was arguing or strife in my home? I would stand up and I would speak to Satan in Jesus name. You must leave this home. And I just said, no weapon formed against me and my family shall prosper in Jesus name. And I spoke out scripture and I, and I spoke out Psalm 133. Listen to this guys, write this down. Psalm 133 verse one. And I would speak this scripture, especially when my kids were arguing. Oh, isn't sibling stuff hard, you guys? It is really hard. Psalm 133, verse 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. And I would speak out that scripture. I would say, Lord Jesus, thank you for how good it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in perfect unity. Right? We want that. And let me read the NIV to you. Uh, I'll read that one to you as well. So oops, I just, I'm telling you guys, when you speak out scripture, the devil cannot mess with you and you want to speak out that scripture in Jesus name, right? The name of Jesus is the name above every name, right? There is no arguing with that name of Jesus and there is power in the name of Jesus. Okay. Here it is. Psalm 133. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. And do you know what happens when there's unity in your home? You guys listen to this. It's the next scripture. It starts in verse two and it says, it is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard and drawn upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. For there, when there's unity in your home, the Lord bestows his blessing. He commands an anointing and a blessing on your home when there is unity. And guys, you may need to say you're sorry to some people in your home. 
Who cares, right? It's so good to say you're sorry and to be humble. You know, the word says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And when you are humble with your family and you just say you're sorry, if you lost it or whatever, you move on, you give hugs. God is so pleased when you are humble, right? But when you pray and you begin that unity in your home by becoming a person of peace, a peacemaker in your home, God commands a blessing on your home. It is a beautiful blessing that God brings to you, an anointing on your home, a special anointing when there's unity. But you guys, you have to pray and ask the Lord to help you to have that unity. And you know what else I used to do? I would go through my house and I would anoint my doorways and, and the beds, the pillows with oil. I, I just get this oil on the internet. You can use any oil you want. I like the good smelling stuff. I think this one's from Glory of Zion. I order those, but you can get them anywhere. And I go through my house and I anoint my house with oil and I just speak peace of Jesus over my home in Jesus name. I ask for the angels of God to be in my home. I pray for the angels to come into my kid's room. I pray for the angels to be in my in my home. Do you know the angels carry out the work of the Lord? The angels of God carry out the work of the Lord. So you ask for those angels to work on your behalf with your children and in your, mar- in your marriage. You ask for God's angels to come and you ask for them to protect your home from the enemy, to protect your home from a spirit of strife and quarreling. Those are evil things and they are not from God. Ask the Lord to uh, to put those things in, your, to put the good stuff in your home. Okay. And then let me make sure I didn't forget anything. And make sure you're praying for your husband and your children. Guys, we can be so focused on what's going wrong that we forget to pray. Ask God for help. Ask him to help you to be a person of peace and to help your children to be peaceful and to help you and your husband set a good example by being peaceful together. And uh, let's see, don't fight. Ask for the angels. Ask God to help you communicate. Okay, you may need to learn how to communicate better right? We all do. Can't we all get better on communication? I know I can. I have learned so much the past few years about how to be a good communicator. We can always learn more. Ask God to give you the tongue of the wise that speaks life. That's a scripture. The tongue of the wise that speaks life, the tongue of the wise that brings healing. You want your tongue to bring healing. So ask God to show you how to communicate well. You know what? I used to pray all the time that God would show me how to speak to my husband and my children in a way that would draw them closer to me. So ask God to help you to be a better communicator. Pray over your kids in the morning, guys. I'm telling you, pray over your kids. Put your hands on your kids. I I, I, I pray over my grandkids now. When they lay down for a nap, uh, I put my hands on their heads and I pray a blessing over them and I pray safety while they sleep. When they leave, they get in the car seat. I, I anoint them with oil. As soon as they get in the car, they know what to expect that Gigi's going to anoint them with oil on their foreheads. And I pray a blessing over them. But guys, pray for your children and uh, get scripture. Put it all through your home. Put worship music on. Put the word of God in your home. Guys, I'm telling you, these things are will make you strong and they will change the atmosphere of your home. Okay, guys? And I think that that's it. So let's pray. I'm going to pray over you guys. If you have a prayer request, leave it here. If you want to email a prayer request in, please uh, leave a prayer request here. Okay. So, all right. So I'm going to start praying right now. 
Jesus, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for every single person that is joining this video today. Lord, we are so thankful for you. We are so thankful for your love. We're so thankful for unity that you bring. I pray for every single person here that is watching this video, listening to the podcast, watching the live video or the recorded video, that they would be peacemakers in their home, that you would show them how to be peacemakers. God, that you would give them scriptures to speak out loud, worship songs to play in their home. Lord, that they would be bold Christians. They would not allow the enemy to come in and cause disunity in their home. They would say, in Jesus' name, Satan, you must go. And they would pray over their home. They would anoint it with oil. They would speak scripture over their home, that they would be women, uh, strong women who do not lay down and take it from the enemy. They stand up and they speak the word of God. We have been given weapons of prayer, weapons of warfare, weapons of the word of God. Help them to use those weapons wisely. And God, I pray that you would heal marriages that are represented here, heal relationships with children. I pray for blessings and miracles to be coming about. Lord, Lord that they would even turn off this video and that you would give them a word right now, even right now as I am speaking, that you would give each of them a word from you on what they need to be doing about this, this uh, strife in their home. Give them direct wisdom, divine wisdom, help them to obey. And Lord, let them walk with confidence, knowing that you are with them. I ask for angels to be in every person who is watching or listening to this video, angels to be in their home, angels to be at their work, angels to be in their car. And God, that those angels would carry out the work of the Lord, that they would speak out how good it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in perfect unity, that there would be perfect unity in their home. And Lord, I just speak a blessing over their life over their home and that they, and the ones that don't know you, Jesus, as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray right now for every one of them that they would say, Jesus, come into my life, take control of my life. I trust you in Jesus name. And Lord, I just pray that everyone here would find a great church to go to guys. We do not have time to mess around with watching church online. We need to go to church in person. We need to find a body of believers. Let every single person here find a body of believers to be around them. People to speak into their life. And God, a community of believers around them in Jesus' name. And oh, and a prayer of thanksgiving. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Madonna. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. That was so kind of you. So I will see you guys next time, next week. And be sure to read through your Bible studies today. If you don't know it, we have a podcast. All of our devotions are there. They're for free on the podcast. Don't miss those. And then this Friday, you guys, we have such a special treat. Susan Alexander Yates is going to be at the Help Club. We're premiering a video interview that I have done with her this Friday at 9 a.m. You're not going to want to miss it. She's so encouraging for moms. So be sure to tune in on that. Set a reminder in your phone and uh, email us if you have any prayer requests. We love you, love you, love you. Have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for watching.